Hey, y'all, what is up? Welcome back to Heading for Heaven podcast. This is episode six called Leading as a Branch, Not a Vine. I know that title is so fire. I'm kidding. It's a little corny, but it's the best I could do. But this whole entire episode is going to be kind of based off of John 15. Um, The Holy Spirit really put a word on my heart for y'all, and I'm just super excited to dive into that. So this is the episode of August. I know my last one's about insecurity, but this is a great one, I think, kicking off the semester for any college students, high school students, anyone starting work again, school again. Yeah, let's get right into it. So you've probably heard it before, but the Bible talks about how Jesus is the vine, right? And we are the branches and apart from him that we can do nothing. So today in this episode, I'm going to go over four characteristics I believe we as branches need to have in Christian leadership, in the Christian walk, Christian lifestyle. And those four points are going to be one, a branch is sacrificial. Two, a branch is connected to God, his word and community. Three, a branch is fruitful. And four, a branch is humble. So when I was kind of brainstorming this episode, I was wanting to talk about Christian leadership, right? And the disciplines of a a leader, the disciplines of um, ministry and leading in ministry, whether that is at a church or if it's just your day-to-day Christian lifestyle. And John 15 really hit it on the head for me. So a few days ago, I was in my prayer time and I was kind of getting frustrated and kind of almost like fed up with myself in the sense of, just thinking about like my walk and thinking about um, Christianity and my lifestyle. And I was just thinking like, wow, like Christianity has kind of become like trendy in a sense. And I think that people don't take it as a responsibility. They take it kind of lightly. And yes, I know the Bible says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. But I think sometimes we just use it as an image or an appearance. Um, as a trend that kind of benefits us and so like part of my prayer was like god i'm done having this walk solely benefit me i'm done with the trendy faith god break my heart for what breaks yours god reveal to me the spiritual warfare going on around me i am done with the milk so the bible talks about too kind of going to explain that analogy but how when we were babies right when we were first becoming christians right we have milk the milk could be like starting to get into our word starting to get into community, starting to get plugged in, right? But after a while, the milk will not fulfill, right? We need to move on to more solid foods. So I think just like I was getting convicted of like, God, like I feel like my walk is just so benefits me, right? I feel like I can be comfortable. I feel like, and I know there's more to that. There's a depth that comes with this. And so the first point I got to say is the branch is sacrificial. So I think oftentimes following Jesus is beneficial to us, but am I willing to follow him at a cost when I have to sacrifice something, right? Being in a Christian community, oftentimes it's like you'll post something that's related to the Bible. You'll post something on your story that's calling out the Christianity in you and you know, you get likes and you get reactions and you get comments and people are hyping it up and they're like yes so good like amen this is awesome and I think that part of Christianity can be easy right but like what part of your walk are you sacrificing and what part of it is hard in Romans 12 1 through 2 it says therefore brothers and sisters in view of the mercies of God I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice 
holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. So I like how in this verse it says urge, right? So God is calling us to make a choice about the way we live for him, right? Being a Christian is amazing. Accepting Jesus Christ into your heart and confessing your sin, yes, you are going to heaven, but God is calling us to something deeper here on earth. He's urging us to make a choice about what lifestyle we're living for him right now. And even in the Old Testament, right, we're, they always were talking about mercy and are talking about sacrifice, right? So people had to slaughter an animal, right? They had to make a sacrifice to obtain mercy. But now we have the privilege because of Jesus Christ that mercy prompts us to sacrifice. We've been given grace and mercy through the cross, but is that causing us to want to sacrifice something in our life? And in this passage too, it it says the word body, right? I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. That means all of you, not just your work, right? Not just your service. You may do all kinds of work for him and for the kingdom, but you never have given him your life, right? He doesn't just want the the girl who goes to church. He doesn't just want the guy that is serving on a certain volunteer team. He wants your entire lifestyle. And we have to allow him to invade those areas of our life. In the Gospels, we see that Jesus often is calling people to follow him as they are busy doing something. And I think that's like where we get it twisted. Like, are you letting Jesus invade areas of your life? busy areas of your life, areas that you may not want to surrender, areas that you have not let him flood in and take control over? Are you willing to step away from something in order to follow him, right? He normally called his disciples when they were busy fishing, right? When they were on the job, when someone had to go bury their father, he was like, come and follow me. Are you willing to drop everything to follow him? And I think living as a branch and as a leader, it's laying down your life right and so in the the word it says no one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends and I think I used to read this verse and be like okay like if someone sacrifices their life right if they like die on account of somebody else if they literally sacrifice their life but I think this also means like your time right your materials your gifts your talents to lay down your desires to lay down your time, your free time for somebody else. The second characteristic I think a branch needs to be is connected, right? Connected to God, connected to his word, and connected to community. So something that God has been showing me too is like keeping things private between me and him, right? Maybe that's conviction of maybe I'm always posting on my story every single time I read my Bible. Like, I think that was something I had to check on myself. Like, why? Why do I feel like I need to share intimate moments that God has revealed to me in my Bible time with the world, right? And I'm not saying this is an excuse to not go out and share the love of Jesus and share what God is doing in your life and share the gospel. But I think some moments we need to learn that are intimate with God, that we need to keep intimate with God. And we can't use God as a tool to impress other people. Keep some things private. You need to learn to prioritize your privacy with God over your publicity with God. I'm going to say that one more time. It says, learn to prioritize your privacy with God over your publicity with God. This does not mean to hide his light. That doesn't mean to hide fruit from your life, but to cultivate intimacy over impression. 
And staying connected to the word only benefits us, right? It's going to convict us of certain sin in our life. It's going to inspire us towards holiness. And it's going to promote growth in our life. And you got to stay connected to God. When you are in a place of leadership, I believe you need to know two things. And that's who you are and who God is. You need to be confident in who you are in the light of the cross, in the light of his identity he has spoken over you. And you need to know who exactly your God is and constantly chasing and seeking different parts of his character, right? Experiencing him in different ways. So that's number two. A branch needs to be connected. The third thing is a branch is fruitful. And this practically is all from John 15 verses 1 through 7. It says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes. And he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You're already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. So right here, God has given us our purpose as a branch, right? So our purpose as a branch is to produce fruit. It's not to just look pretty. When I go and plant something in a garden, it's not to just look pretty. Obviously, it needs to produce something. And even with that, like the purpose of fruit bearing is to bring glory to God, not to me, right? And that's where the connection part comes in from before. You need to stay connected. You need to stay in your word. You need to have a cultivating relationship with Jesus Christ. Because service without personal connection first is fruitless. Anyone can act and volunteer and serve. But if it's not coming from the right place, if it's not because there's a source of joy and love for the Savior and that's prompting you to serve, then I think we need to go back and check our heart and our intentions. And so I honestly don't know like so much about gardening, but I was researching some and like what a pruner is, right? So a gardener prunes his plants and prunes his garden, right? So like what I was kind of looking into is like left by itself, a plant will produce, right? It'll produce a good deal of unproductive growth, but for maximum fruitfulness, there needs to be an extensive pruning process. It's an essential part. So if we are trying to do the Christian walk, quote unquote, the trendy Christian walk without Jesus and without intimate relationship with the Lord, then our fruitfulness is not maximized. Just imagine how much God can do through you and with you if you just allowed him to prune you. So in the end of the passage I just read in John 15, it is talking about how certain branches were cut off because they weren't bearing fruit. And that was because they weren't abiding properly. So our job as a branch is to make sure that we're abiding properly, having a close intimacy with the Lord. So something I was praying about as I was trying to brainstorm and just um, ask God what he wanted me to say through this episode was like, God, like have me prioritize what space with you looks like rather than what time with you looks like because I think sometimes it can be very like practical and like easy to be like okay well like I'm going to read my bible for an hour and then I'm going to worship for 10 minutes and then I'm going to pray 
you know so instead of like getting so caught up in the list aspect of it or the checklist of it or the timeline of it like god like let me just create more space for you like i want you to flood every area of my life so like why do i need to a lot of time like why can't you just take up the whole space of my life you know like brain space thought space heart space time space included but like let me get more wrapped up in creating more space rather than creating a time because i believe abiding isn't necessarily a time crunch and the last thing i want to say about being fruitful as a branch is fruits right are distinguished aside from vegetables because they have seeds and i think it's funny that the bible uses analogies of planting seeds and scattering seeds to uh, like compare sharing the gospel so if we have seeds in us when we are bearing fruit we need to go plant seeds isn't that funny i don't know i thought that was just super cool and the last point i want to hit today is a branch is humble and i think a perfect picture of humility in service was jesus christ so looking at his life in the gospels right he was somebody that sought to meet individual needs not hold celebrity attention right so like oftentimes you would see um jesus being followed in crowds right a bunch of people would follow him and follow him around because they were just impressed by who he was right it wasn't a popularity thing but because of the impression that he left on them so you as a leader right you as a christian like what impression are you leaving on people or is it just a popularity thing And then on the other hand, we saw Pharisees, right, in the Bible who would claim that they held these morals and values and studied the word and knew the scriptures, but there was no ounce of humility in them. They were religious actors, we could say. And I think humility in terms of service and the Christian walk comes down to a heart posture. I think it's easy to perform, right? It's easy to know what we need to say, to know what we need to post, to know how to look when we need to worship, to know what parts of the Bible um, we memorized when we were a kid, but it's not easy to perform in the right spirit. You need to check your heart. It's easy to perform, but not easy to perform in the right spirit. And Jesus was a perfect picture of humility because he was known as the friend of sinners. He didn't care who he was seen around. He didn't care how it looked to other people. He just wanted to love and be there for the person standing in front of him because he knew he owed it to them because he loves the Lord and he wanted to follow the Lord with every single action and word that he said. And so because of that, he didn't have to live for the approval of other men, but just the approval of God. So it's like, are you letting your pride get in the way of what God can do through you to another person? And just because you're a Christian, yes, we have an anointing, we have a calling, and we are going to heaven, and that is all amazing and by the grace of God, but are you walking with humility still? And humility doesn't mean that you can't be confident, right? There's a there's a confidence that comes from knowing who you are and being confident in your identity in the Lord, but there still needs to be a sense of humility you walk in in your day-to-day life. You're not better than the other person sitting next to you. You're not better than the person sitting in front of you. You're not better than the person behind you. You need to walk in humility. And pride was the very reason that Satan got kicked out of heaven, right? So before Satan was Satan, he was an angel in heaven, right? And he got kicked out of heaven because of his pride. He wanted to be God. He wanted the glory. He wanted the recognition, right? So he was seen several times in the Bible, even 
after the fact, wanting recognition. He was asking Jesus when he was tempting him in Matthew 4. He says, um, asking Jesus to fall down and to worship him. That is the point of wanting recognition. Him being kicked out of heaven because he wanted the glory and the honor. That's wanting recognition. And how convicting is that is sometimes for us, like we want the recognition, right? Maybe we've been serving and volunteering and maybe we have been sacrificing things and we don't feel like we get enough credit. We don't feel like we're getting recognized. I think sometimes it's like checking our heart in that. Like I never want to have an ounce of me that's desiring to be recognized by somebody that isn't the Lord. And something that comes with humility is having spiritual discipline to be aware of your blind spots, to be aware of certain sin in your life. And sometimes you can't do that by yourself. Sometimes you need accountability in life groups to point those things out to you, people that are going to be honest. But it takes a heart that is humble and willing to grow and learn and purify themselves in order to desire that. Um, And a lot of times, like, you hear the Bible talking about dying to your flesh, right? Dying to your fleshly mind, dying to your fleshly body, to the desires of your, your mind, the desires of your flesh. But something that I want to remind you too, is like, once you are surrendering those desires and surrendering your flesh and surrendering your body, like God will change those desires. The body is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. We cannot let our flesh and our body dictate how we are going to live our life. It cannot master us, but once it's under the master of Jesus and the Lord's will and his desires for your life, then it's a wonderful servant. So all in all, John 15, in this analogy of this episode, I just want to read the last two verses of that passage in John 15, verses 7 and 8. It says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciple. Guys, bearing fruit is just an outward expression of an inward relationship you have with Jesus Christ. I read this quote the other day. It says, The only remedy for sinful passions is found in the believer's experience of union with Christ. Your relationship with Jesus should cause your life to look different. It should rock your world and weed desires out, weed sin out, and cause you to bear fruit and cause you to want to do more for his kingdom. But yeah, that's all I have for y'all today. Thank you so much for listening to episode six, Leading as a Branch, Not a Vine. I'll see y'all next month in September with the next episode. Thank you.